0: Yeah. Hello, welcome to the Street Press Podcast. My name is Sean Fraser. I hope you are doing well. This is, yes, the Street Press Podcast. We release episodes every Wednesday, every week, and it's good to uh, either have you here for the first time or have you back. You might be a regular. Obviously, we have people on from the music industry and we just chat about whatever. Hope your weekend was good. Obviously, we're smack bang in the middle of the week, but on the weekend, what did I do? On Saturday, I went to a play at Parramatta, which was a bit different for me, and it was an interactive play as well. Shout out to my mate, Benny, uh, who was basically the lead in the play. Did a great job, mate. But here we are doing the pod and a special episode today. We've got Adam Lazara. He is the vocalist of Taking Back Sunday. Let me rewind a couple of years. Let's go back to 2006, driving around in a red Hyundai. Uh, Well, no, my mate, it was his red Hyundai, and uh, we all would pack into the the back of this thing and uh, head off to the beach. We would be pumping this album louder now by Taking Back Sunday. I tell you, it was like all we did, all we did was listen to... (laughs) From 2006 to 2007, over that summer period in Australia, the only album we listened to was this one. So many good tracks. You've got this new head filled up with smoke.
1: I got my veins all tangled close. Till the buys You free. the safest place to... Yeah, so an
0: extra shout-out to Crenny He used to drive that uh, red Hyundai to the beach. Mitch Clues, Timmy Griff. We're all in the back just having a great time. And it's really cool to have him on the show today. They just came up through that great time of music. And ever since then, you know, they've dropped eight albums now. One Five Two is their latest album. It's coming out this Friday. I was uh, fortunate enough, and I want to say a shout-out to Tiana Speeder. She uh, sent me the album just before I had a chat with Adam. And she said, hey, have a listen. So I... um. I played it a few times. I think I gave it about six or seven whirls uh, on the drive to and from work. And I tell you what, this is some of their best stuff. If you love Taking Back Sunday, I think you're going to really love this album. It's a different take on what they're used to. We talk about that. We talk about the first song, uh, Amphetamine Smiles, which is also one of their singles. It's a different start to the record that anyone that listens to TBS would be used to. It starts off with an acoustic guitar. That's almost like back in the day. (laughs) If you listen to this band, it was like... No, it's all about the the heavy distorted guitars, but uh, hey, we all change. That song's a cracker, and there's so many good ones on there too. We go through them. We talk about Steve Aoki. Now, he does a bit of DJing. He does a bit of uh, producing. He does a bit of songwriting. He does it all. He had something to do with getting TBS back in the studio together and recording again. We talk about the album title name 152. What does it mean? Uh, It's got a really... uh, Precious meeting, I suppose, for the band members. We discussed studios. I love talking studios and how much they bloody cost. Um, I've got a few soundproof like uh, tiles on my walls, um, and they <laughs> they only cost me like a hundred or two hundred bucks. But we're talking about a proper uh, soundproof rehearsal studio, which you know, if you're a musician, that's what you want. It's the dream, and and it's Adam's dream as well. He's not there just yet. And we also talk about why he's gonna turn up to my house, Adam, and throw me in the back of the, of the Taking Back Sunday van. Uh, all of that and more to come. This is Adam Lazara. He is the lead singer, he's the songwriter for Taking Back Sunday. Is
1: that your studio? Uh, it's like a, it's a room, it's like a bedroom. I can only be so loud, so it's like my favorite place, but also the bane of my existence all at the same time. Like, anytime I sing over anything or like I want to crank something up, you know, it only lasts for a little bit before I either get like overly self-conscious or like a neighbor starts banging on the walls or something.
0: Right, that was going to be my next question. Is it fully soundproof?
1: no. (laughs) No, man. Like I like keep saying like, okay, like I'm going to find a place or so we're going to build out like a little like garden room in the back or something. And, uh, it's just, everything is like, cri- I don't know what it's like there, but here, like still like building anything or like, yeah, it's just so expensive that I can't justify. I mean, even though it's like what I do and it would bring me all the joy in the world, but I can't pull the trigger on it. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, it's so expensive.
0: Oh, it's crazy expensive. And I've thought about it too. <laughs> But, yeah, every time I get a quote or I have a good look into it, I'm like, nah,
1: I'm not going yeah, there. I feel I just threw it in my mouth a little bit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, it is it is nuts. Hey, it's really good to have you uh, on here. New record, 152. It's been a long time coming for this record, hasn't it? Like you you started work 2020.
1: Yeah, because like 2019, Mark, like 20 years of us being a band. And I don't like spending too much time like uh, in or around nostalgia or that whole thing because I think it's dangerous. We figure if you do anything for twenty years, you, you probably should celebrate it. That that's incredible. And, and then, so we took that year to like just kind of go all around the world and like go to the people who help make it all possible. And then, so in twenty twenty, our plan was, you know, like start writing a new record. And then, in our minds, we're like, yeah, like we do that now, and then probably, I mean, you know, it'll be out in twenty twenty one. And then, but then, of course, the pandemic happened, and that put a big. Uh, hold on everything i mean we were still like squirreling away ideas and things like that but i think that like we all live in separate places we're pretty far from one another so there was like us getting together or doing anything like that just wasn't um really on the table and then kind of once we had a couple false starts you know like things were opening back up so we're like okay we're gonna be in the studio Mm. this day yeah everything went back down again we're like you know what never mind we'll do it later and then uh (laughs) so there was that and then so once we finally got back in the studio we were kind of like just meandering a little bit like we're like do we know how to do this like what does our band sound like we don't know and we wrote a song with steve aoki which everybody knows steve aoki is everyone's favorite dj and entrepreneur music head and does it all yeah he does he's the busiest guy i've ever met like hands down busiest guy i've ever met so he came to uh I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, and, and he had a show like late, like two in the morning or something. And uh so during the day before that show, which was crazy, he, like flew in from Puerto Rico or something crazy, <laughs> went to the studio with us, went to his show, and then the next day he like had a show in Colorado or something crazy. Anyways, so he like comes in and um the engineer and producer that came with him was uh, this guy named Tashar Apti, who's from Melbourne. Okay. And that experience that day of like writing that thing kind of really opened our eyes to this, like, oh my God, there's another way to do it. Cause the way these guys work is is um much different than what we're accustomed to as like a rock band, you know, because typically like going to the studio, you're at one place and you're tracking everything. But with technology and just how things have been moving over the years, like I feel that there's this whole it just opened up this whole new world, a whole new world, you know that thing, and then of uh, of possibility. Yeah. Or when it comes to like making a record and things like that, and that was our first glimpse of that. And it's very rare that the four of us get on the same page at the same time. And that day, I remember there was one point we we're all just standing outside talking, and we just kind of look at each other like. We need to chase this, like whatever's happening right now is like what like everyone was excited about it and everyone could feel, you know, felt right. So that kind of like from that day on, that really informed the rest of what would become 152.
0: The album is, I've had a listen, I've had a few listens to it already. I, feel, I felt quite honoured to be able to uh, have a listen nice and early and get through the tracks and and, and really just sit there and listen. Now, obviously, the single um, Amphetamine Smiles, well, I'm used to taking back Sunday with that first track just being an absolute balls to the wall. It's a different start, and I like It starts with acoustic. It's already off the bat very different
1: yeah having that song be first like we had a lot of back and forth for the very reason that you're talking about like because we're like no man like we you got to come out swinging you know yeah but the thing and the sneaky thing about amphetamine smiles i think is that it does come out come in swinging but it but it makes you wait for it and then from my perspective when i listen to the, the song like even as i'm like singing or playing there's like it's like going fine i'm doing my best to give the impression that oh yeah it's just quiet acoustic thing but in, but inside of me i'm like ah, it's coming and <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. band comes oh you know, it's this explosion and uh man the first time we heard that that was one of the studios we went to in los angeles hmm. i actually think tushar might have might have blown their speaker <laughs> <laughs> in your <Their laughs> fields because he just cranked it yeah. and then like i had like we had had the idea to do that, or to, to introduce the band that way, Yeah, but we hadn't quite figured out the right way to do it yet. And then once we got it, it was everybody's like, we're done for the day, let's go! And then just because it was like felt like we nailed it. Hopefully other yeah, people one, will feel that. One
0: of those moments where you just went, "Hey, that is a cracking tune." Um some of the songs on the album are not the singles actually. I love "Keep Going." The rhythm that you get with your your vocal there is is so cool. And the the slower one that comes a little later on in the record, uh "I Am the one Only One Who Knows You." The sincerity of that. They are they're two great tracks as well.
1: Thank you for saying that. There it's like real interesting, like, Keep Going didn't go through a whole lot of changes because that one came about like very last, like, at, at the tail end. We yeah. were just kind of like, man, something that's, like, real forward motion, you know, like, and um, so that's where that came from, and then it's pretty funny because um, I've been deciding whether I was going to tell people this or not, but, like, there there's uh It had a bit of a different introduction to the right. song, like, to what you hear now and like it was more of like a strummed like little broken electric you know and then we were in the studio we're like yo what if we do something like think like christopher cross sailing and that came out and it was like from that second on on we were like we're on to something we are like just from taking that influence to then like john writing a writing a Guitar part around it So
0: who says that? Who was in the room that said that? Who said, let's think of, you know, Christopher Cross
1: The only time that I remember hanging out Like with my parents together mm. And then getting alone Was my dad had this I don't know what brand it was But it was like this big silver stereo And then like the, the like taller floor speakers And like the whole nine And I remember listening to that record that christopher cross record Mm. just in that memory like that's what we were doing we were all sitting in the living room so that that record and that song specifically has always been a huge deal to me like it's always been special and and then mark our drummer he has a similar type memory with that song so i like think that over the years it just comes up from time to time And then there was there was something about the way that the chorus was moving in that song that like it just clicked. And I thought, oh, my God, we like let's chase that. And then obviously it doesn't sound anything like Christopher Cross, but there's I like think it was just more about this idea of having like a suspended chord and some kind of light chorusing going on. Uh, great song
0: Hey, the album name what is it it's a tribute to where you guys used to hang out or
1: you you met so what's the story behind the name so there's an exit in north carolina so i grew up in kind of a smaller town and um so any shows or anything coming through you have to drive like an hour and a half two hours away to go see and exit 152 was this exit that was about halfway there so we would either like meet there like because we all lived in these different kind of towns so like we'd meet there and then go to the like caravan to the show or that would just be where we'd stop to take a break, you know, the whole thing. And then so once we started touring and like chasing this thing, like being gone, we were, you know, just not as present in our people's lives, you know, like in our friends our family. We were missing all kinds of things. So that was kind of our way to uh like this inside secret between us, you know, to so that way, hopefully, when they saw it, they would know, like, "Hey, like, you're a big part of this. You're a mm-hmm. part of us, and who we are, and we love you." And so that's what it represented. And it's been on every record cover, and then we've used it in other art too. And um, so with this record, kind of the the way I've been describing it is that I feel like for a long time with our band, we were trying really hard to like get into other people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, hey, guys, over here, the kind of thing. And then with this, just how we all feel about it. And it and it's like, how about we invite people into ours? And so when it came time to title the record, you know, it was just like, well, how do we do that? Like, how do we have a title that represents that? And 152 is just perfect. Because now it's like we're taking this thing that was just between us and our people and sharing it with everyone and being like, Hey man, come on over. We made dinner. You're going to love it. We got some wine. Beautiful. Wouldn't that have been easy. I was just like, those are my three favorite numbers. <laughs> that would have been boring though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, You you guys have been called um, emo, pop punk, pop rock, alternative punk rock, all these different genres. Where's this one sit?
1: I was doing an interview with John earlier, uh, our guitar player, John, and he said, we were um it was a question like along the same lines it was like more about like state of music whatever and john said this really interesting thing like he said i think with the combination of our sensibilities and tushar our producer's sensibilities and the way we put those together he said i couldn't confidently put it in a category and i'm not trying to like an asshole and i was like oh my god john you're right I love that. I There's something about genres. Obviously,
0: you know, you have your favorite genres and stuff, but I don't know. There's just something about sitting in a recording studio, I'm guessing, and it's like sort of, oh, let's write a pop punk record or let's write a emo record. It's just good to just let whatever come out, come out.
1: Yeah, that's what, man, like because those, cause those genres and those things, you know, like that's not for us. You know, we're not going in with the attention of like, all right, guys, this is going to be the best metal record anybody's heard from taking back. Like we don't go in with anything like that. It's we go in with like, let's throw everything at the wall and just see if we can represent the people that we are right now, you know, and then maybe that'll help us find other people like that. So you don't feel like you're the only one. You, you've been touring, you've
0: got on the road, you got on the road last year. Uh, you've been touring this year. You've been touring quite extensively. And then you're coming to Australia. How long's that been?
1: Man, it's been so long since we've been there. I think the last time we were there was 2019, earlier in the year, I think. I'm going to have to maybe do a quick Google, but I can't because we're doing this interview on my phone. So, But I can get back to you. I think it was some 2018, 2019, somewhere around there. So it's wild that it's been so long because normally it's only, I mean, you know, like a year or two. Mm-hmm. And Then the world goes and has a pandemic and everything everything's different. Yeah, man, it really messed with a lot of my plans, like, across the board. I don't know about you, but man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to have the opportunity to be able to travel so far from home, you know, it, and, and uh, like, share, like, that experience of, like, um, just what the live show is, you know, like, just, like, getting lost in, like, real time. And it's, yep. it's magic. It's like this thing. I'm always chasing this feeling. And then, um, so I look forward to doing that down there with you guys.
0: Awesome. You still throw the mic around, right? And
1: kick stuff and jump around. <laughs> There's the, uh, the microphone thing started because, um, you know, I was the bass player when the band started yep. or, or I joined the band. And then, um, I ended up singing. And so when I started singing, I, didn't have an instrument like to really like keep me safe, you know, like a security blanket mm-hmm. to kind of, and then I'm like, well, like Ricky Bobby from and nights. Like I didn't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> that's where that was born from. And then it became just kind of like a thing, but yeah, I think that like, that's something that if I'm not holding an instrument, I feel like I like have to do just because, otherwise the nervous energy it have me probably doing some other weird shit that nobody would want to see.
0: It's sick. It's a show. It's a show in itself watching you do it. It's really, really cool. I know you've got to run. Uh, you've got plenty of stuff to do today, plenty of interviews, but thank you, Adam, so much for, uh, for jumping on the podcast today. We're going to catch you here at Good Things Festival, Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne. Got to be there. Watch it again. Yeah. Take
1: back Sunday in action, new album. It's a good time to be alive. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, with every podcast, we have a request that we have like home addresses, phone numbers, all that. So if you're not there, we'll just come get you. Yeah, But you might not. That's fine. Throw me in the van.
0: That'll be sick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Thanks so much for chatting.
1: Yeah, man. You have a great night. Day. You have a great day. Yeah, (laughs) one of of the two. Thanks, man. All right, man. (laughs)
0: There he is, Adam Lazara from the band Taking Back Sunday. He is the singer and the vocalist. Hey, check him out. Don't forget that record is coming out this Friday, two days' time. So uh, that is very exciting. It is a ripper. Like I said at the top of this, if you love Taking Back Sunday, you will really like that album. And like we were just saying there at the end, they are playing at the Good Things Festival. Good Things is going to be in Sydney, in Brisbane, in Melbourne in December. I think Brisbane just sold out. So if you want a ticket to the festival, you want to jump on that right now. Head to goodthingsfestival.com.au and uh, the lineup is insane. Fallout Boy, Limp Biscuit. Devo are playing. Uh, you got Corey Taylor from Slipknot. Pennywise, Spiderbait are even playing. Slowly, slowly. Once again, we want to try and get... We're trying to get <laughs> Ben from Slowly, Slowly on this podcast. Luca Brassi are going to be there. Uh, huge festival. Get your tickets if you want them. Goodthingsfestival.com.au. I'll also put the link in the show notes. All right. It's time for this. Letters! Yes, this is the part of the show called Letters. You can write into the show... And I'll read out anything that you've got to say. You can air your grievances, things you don't like, things you do like. Write them down and uh, we'll have a chat about it. So that's what this part of the show is for. Um, okay, who we got? First cab off the rank, Scotty McGee. He says he listened to the last week's pod, which is the Menzingers. He said, I listened to your pod poolside with a beer. He was in Bali at the time. Lucky for some, hey? Uh, he says, now I'm playing after the party front to back. It cannot be beaten. It is a phenomenal album. Like I said, we had Tom May, the singer, on uh, last week. Nathan, my brother, he says, one of my favorite artists. The singers episode was awesome. Thank you, bro. I know that you have to say that because <laughs> you're my brother. Also, there's been a few uh, comments on the YouTube page. I've got about 50-odd videos up there now. Just little snippets from the podcast. I tell you what, the latest one that's getting a lot of traction is the Eric Olsen Mill and Colin episode. I put up a video called Why Mill and Colin Quit Playing Scar Music, and that was in my conversation with him. A few people have written in, I love Mill and Colin, says Greg. Jack says, great band. And there's another comment on there saying, Mill and Colin, 31 years and still going strong. Yes, one of my favorite bands of all time, Mill and Colin, and I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite bands who listen to this podcast don't forget if you want to write on in go to the streetpresspodcast.com forward slash letters or you can click the link in the show notes right now i want to say hello to you I, uh, I want to know who's listening. You look at these four walls in this front room that I'm I'm in at the moment and where I do the podcast from, and you never know where it's going out to. Don't forget, if you want to support the podcast, you can just jump on the website. Uh, you can go on the Backstage Pass, which is $4 every month. So that's $1 a week. You can get your name in the drawer to win some prizes. You get access to the members area. So I've got like a, a special little area on the Street Press website where just members can hang out and interact. Potentially down the line, we might also have um, I don't know the offcuts of podcasts on there. You know, this podcast will always be free, but on the website, I might just do the offcuts, some of the things that never made it to the episodes, or something like that. But also, I've never said this publicly on the podcast, and I thought I might put it in this week. Seeing though, this seems to be one hell of a bloody sales pitch, or whatever you want to call it. um, You can sponsor the Street Press Podcast. It's like a hundred bucks for six episodes. And for example, if you you know maybe you teach guitar or maybe you own a guitar shop, um I'm just spitballing here, but you know maybe it might bring value to you and that's that's the hope I suppose at the end of the day. I just want you to get value from this. There's obviously a lot of people that listen to music that listen to this podcast, so you know if you have some sort of business that's related to music, maybe you might pick up a couple of clients. Who knows? I don't know how all this works, but it is available. Go to streetpresspodcast.com My band, The Ritzy Kids. We always wrap up with that at the end of every episode each week. We are playing a show with you and I at Everglades in Royal Way, November 18. You can get your tickets now at theritzykids.com. We are about to wrap up the year. It's crazy that this year has just flown on by. So we got that gig with you and I. And then we're also playing a special coast show down by the beach in Terrigal in December. It's going to be acoustic. So it's just going to be Andrew and I strumming away on the acoustic guitars. It's going to be cocktails. And I think Santa's going to be there. <laughs> that is all happening in December. All right. That is the end of this week's episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I enjoyed putting it together for you. Uh, we'll have someone else on from the music industry next week. Until then, ta-da.